You are listening to episode four, Mental Fitness, Take Your Brain to the Gym. Don't just go through life, grow through it. Hi, and welcome to the Grow Through It podcast with Fee Dang. My name is Fee, and I am a clarity and confidence life coach known as the Positivity Queen. My passion is to help you go from stuck and self-critical to courageous and empowered so you can conquer anything. Join me every Tuesday as I discuss all things mindset, self-love, energy, and purpose. This podcast won't just inspire and motivate you. It will also provide practical tips and strategies you can implement in your daily life. Ready to grow? Let's grow. Hello, beautiful souls. You are listening to episode four of the Grow Through It podcast with Fee Dang. This episode is all about mental fitness and how you can take your brain to the gym. I will share with you a practical four-step mental fitness workout that you can implement in your daily life. Before I do, I wanted to give a huge shout out to one of my beautiful clients, Fiona, who inspired today's episode. Fiona is a huge gym goer. We had a big breakthrough session on Wednesday night and an analogy that I had really hit home for her, which I would love to share with you. Getting life coaching is the equivalent of taking your brain to the gym. It's not the only way to do it, but it's one of the greatest ways you can take your brain to the gym. In the same way that a professional athlete has a coach to improve their performance, it doesn't matter how good they get, they will always have a coach. So apply that to your own circumstances. Do you have a coach for your life? Athletes need the experience, support, outside perspective and insight of their coach. This is just as true as for everyone. Life is hard. It's not a walk in the park. In fact, some of the most well-known successful personalities in this world that we know vouch for coaching. Oprah Winfrey says, coaching helps you stop the crazy mind chatter in your head that tells you all the time that you're not good enough. Bill Gates says, everyone needs a coach. We all need people that give us feedback. That's how we improve. There is such a power in getting life coaching. You have someone there holding space for you where you can talk about anything and everything in your life. You don't have to feel bad because that's the whole purpose of life coaching. As a life coach, I work with my clients to discover what is holding them back and support them in taking action to overcome their perceived limits so that they can conquer anything. Bring it back to the analogy, getting life coaching is the equivalent of taking your brain to the gym. In the same vein of the analogy, discomfort is a part of your growth and success. Really, discomfort is the currency of success. This is such a gem that I really wanted to share. Discomfort is the currency of your success. You know when you have a big session at the gym and you feel absolutely sore and exhausted, but it's in a good way? That's when you know you had a good, proper workout. Then the DOMS kicks in, your arms, your legs, they're sore for days after, maybe you're even wobbling when you walk, and it actually hurts to laugh sometimes because you're that that sore. But you tolerate it because you know that pain means that your body is changing. Well, the equivalent of this is feeling uncomfortable and emotional during and after a life coaching session. You won't always be emotional, but you'll most certainly be uncomfortable. It's through discomfort we grow. Discomfort is a price we pay to grow, as they say, no pain, no gain. Will it always be this way? No. But reflect on your own life. Is it not when you go through the hardest, the heaviest, the most painful of times that the most growth occurs? 
getting out of your comfort zone is where the most growth occurs. Moving further into this analogy, I find when I speak to clients, they may start to feel bad about crying or feeling down during a session and they start to apologize. And I'm like, what? You're having a huge brain workout. Just like the gym, yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes, you might be in pain temporarily, but you're growing. Can you tolerate being uncomfortable and emotional because you are transforming? Because you are shedding old ways of thinking and patterns? Because you are having new thoughts and creating new neural pathways in your brain? Not only that, discomfort is a part of being human, the full spectrum of it. As humans, we are generally willing to feel discomfort because of something, for a purpose. We don't like going through difficult emotions unless it's for a purpose. Otherwise, you'll just see it as meaningless discomfort for you. Always remember your why, your purpose. Just like the gym, keeping your why front and center and always available to you, you will find the strength on those dark days when motivation's light is nowhere to be found. Take note of this affirmation. I can do hard things. And really, it's true. I mean, this doesn't even just apply to coaching. It applies to your personal development. When you are working on your mindset, when you are working on your self-love, when you are working on energetic principles, when you are hitting your goals, your purpose, you have to be willing to feel the discomfort of growth and risk in order to achieve what you want. The more uncomfortable you are willing to be, the closer your life will align to what you want it to be. There's a whole lot of amazing things waiting for you outside your comfort zone. Speaking of fitness, we have such a huge emphasis on getting fit, especially in Australia. We have a huge health and fitness scene here. In fact, Australians spend an average of almost $1,000, $900 a year on average for the gym, according to CanStar Blue. Why is it that we are prepared to spend that much money at the gym, but when it comes to our mental health, Whether it's to get coaching or counselling or see a psychologist, we balk at the thought of investing in ourselves. Why is it that we focus on the physical but forget about the mental? My belief is that when you work out because you can physically see it, that motivates you to keep going. Developing yourself mentally, unlike the physical side of things, you can't physically see it. So it can feel harder to be more inspired and motivated. But I want you to know, Just because you can't see it doesn't mean that something is not happening. You are growing every single time that you work on yourself, so keep going. It's important to be physically fit, but equally it is so important to be mentally fit. So now I want to dive in and share some practical ways that you can boost your mental fitness. So let's dive into this four-stage mental fitness workout, for example. The warm-up. So at the gym, you would do some stretches or a few exercises to kickstart your workout, like push-ups, stretching. You can also do the same to take a few minutes to get your mind warmed up for your mental fitness workout. It could be taking a minute to think about what you are grateful for, which has tremendous positive benefits on your well-being, or taking a minute to be mindful, to be fully present in the moment, taking in a deep breath, observing what is going on around you, What can you see? What can you hear? What can you feel? The workout. Did you know your brain has neuroplasticity? Dr. Celeste Campbell refers to neuroplasticity 
as the physiological changes in the brain that happen as a result of our interactions with our environment, from the time the brain begins to develop in utero until the day we die. Connections amongst the cells in our brains reorganize in response to our changing needs. This dynamic process allows us to learn and adapt to different experiences. How incredible is that? From the moment we are born until the moment we die, this plasticity allows your mind to adapt and change even as you grow older. As you learn new things, you can create and strengthen neural pathways and network. This helps make your brain stronger, but it can also help it become more flexible and adaptable to change. Remember this when you think you can't change your thoughts, you most definitely can even as you get older. Let's dive into the ways you can exercise your mind. My personal and favorite recommendation for my clients when it comes to mental fitness is journaling. No excuses, it can be simply done on a piece of paper or any writing book you deem your journal. Journaling is a great way to check in with yourself and get to know yourself better. It helps you focus on yourself and it can actually reduce your stress as you physically get the things out of your head onto paper. When you start it, it could be as simple as reflecting on what you did that day, how you felt, and what thoughts came up for you each day. With clients, I love to prepare personalized prompts based on what they're working through. If you aren't working with a coach, you can journal to work through something that you're going through. Perhaps it's what scares you and holds you back, or is there a relationship in your life that you'd like to work on? In addition to journaling, I'm going to run you through additional ways to exercise your mind and boost that mental fitness. The obvious one that comes to mind is learning something new. Learning something new keeps your mind on its toes because it's going through obstacles and challenges it hasn't experienced before. In one study done on older adults in 2013, researchers had a group learn a variety of new skills such as digital photography and quilting. They then did memory tests and compared this to a group that weren't engaged in such activities. This group were doing fun things, however, they weren't social activities and they weren't mentally challenging. They were doing activities like listening to the radio. Researchers found that only those in the experiment who had learned a new skill experienced improvement on the memory tests. They also discovered that these memory improvements were still present when tested again a year later. Not only that, research shows us that any kind of new skill that we learn creates more dopamine neurotransmitters that are released to parts of your brain that control the reward and learning response. A natural high ensures as nature intends. You just have to find something unique that stimulates your mind in new and exciting ways. For example, you could use your non-dominant hand to switch things up. So if you're right-handed, try using your left hand to brush your teeth or use your left hand to eat your meals. It will be difficult, but that is the point. The reason that is, is because most of us live our lives through a series of fixed routines, which makes sense, right? It's less stressful, we have less choices to make, We perform complex tasks like driving a car without strong mental effort. Routines are run by our subconscious mind and require little energy. Once in a while though, you want to shake things up, just like you do with exercise. If you keep doing the same physical exercises over and over again, they eventually become less effective on your body as it adapts. The same thing happens to your mind. Breaking your routine doesn't have to just be switching your hand. It could be even simpler as, you know, taking a different route to work, or perhaps you can try to do mundane, safe household chores with your eyes closed. 
Closing your eyes adds difficulty to folding your clothes or washing your hair. Or maybe you're doing something that you usually do upside down or backwards. The next few ideas are to do with food because, well, I love food. Do some cooking, particularly new recipes that you haven't done before. Cooking uses all your senses, smell, touch, sight, sound and taste, which involve different parts of the brain to keep them active. When you throw it in with eating unfamiliar foods, this truly drives your mind into overdrive because it's trying to figure out what it thinks it is and it's giving you a new life experience. New experiences in life can be hard to come by as we get older and we get more accustomed to wanting comfort in life. Remember when you were a kid? Your mind used to get so blown by the simplest of things. Try looking at the world from the eyes of a child. Have curiosity, wonder and awe of what is going on around you. You can think of these activities that engage your senses like neurobic exercises. That's like the cross training for your brain. You could also try to challenge your taste buds. When eating, try to identify individual ingredients in your meal, including subtle herbs and spices. Sounds very MasterChef, right? Lastly, one of the most simple in theory but hardest to do in practice in terms of exercising your mind and boosting your mental fitness is meditation. Simply put, meditation is being in the present moment. The majority of us like to close our eyes, focus on our breathing and let the mind do its thing. You let your thoughts pass like clouds. They're going to come and go. There's nothing you can do to stop them. You just watch them and notice them. When you catch yourself thinking about something, you return your focus to your breath. And that's it. That's meditation. There's all sorts of ways to meditate from staring at a candle to listening to a guided meditation. And the best thing is there are so many apps out there that can help you. Some of my personal favorite apps are Insight Timer, Calm, and One Giant Mind. Research continually comes out in regards to the benefits of meditation and how it actually changes your brain. One of the most interesting studies in the last few years was done at Yale University. Researchers found that mindfulness meditation decreases activity in the default mode network, your DMN. The DMN network in your brain is responsible for monkey mind, which is as we know when your mind starts to wander. Monkey mind is typically associated with being less happy as you are ruminating and worrying about the past, the future. Studies have showed that meditation has a quieting effect on the DMN. It's impossible to completely eradicate monkey mind, but if you're a regular meditator, you'll find that it's easier to snap out of monkey mind. Stage three, the cool down. Cooling down after a workout is important as it allows your body temperature, blood pressure, and heart rate to return to their normal levels. Stretching helps relieve cramps and stiffness. When we are working on our mindset, it can get heavy depending how deeply we dive into our personal development. So our equivalent for cooling down mentally is to change your state, to bring yourself out of the mental zone and relieve any mental intensity. To do this, for example, if you're currently sitting down, stand up and I want you to physically shake as if you're dancing. Or it can be as simple as changing your posture or smiling. Perhaps you even want to change your environment physically and go to a different room in your house or a different location, as long as you change your current state. The fourth stage, rest. 
just like athletes, your mind also needs a rest. Self-care is so important. Resting could be in the form of naps or taking things off your plate when you're overloaded. But as we all know, the best rest, of course, is sleep. It is recommended that adults sleep for at least seven hours. If you ever want to know why, do yourself a favor and read Why Do We Sleep by Matthew Walker. So that is it. That is an example of a four-stage mental fitness workout that you can do to take your brain to the gym. Having your own mental fitness routine takes time to establish. Like physical exercise, be open to trying new ways and finding out what works best for you. So thank you so much for joining me on this episode on mental fitness and taking your brain to the gym. I'll chat to you next Tuesday. And if you're looking for a coach and wanting to take your brain to the gym, check out the show notes. I currently have one-to-one coaching spots open and available, and I would love to work with you. See you next week. Are you wanting to find out more about one-to-one coaching or working with me? Maybe perhaps you want to know more about me. I'd love to connect with you. You can visit my website, feedang.com, or connect with me on Instagram at thefeedang. Speak to you soon.